Augmented reality allows people to work and interact with virtual objects integrated into the real world. The cultural sector has long recognized the opportunities this technology offers. In this episode, we learn how a science communication project combines augmented reality with art and the benefits of integrating augmented reality into the experience. By the end of this episode, you should know where to start. Cultural Heritage 2.0 Hi, my name is Madeleine Habich. I'm part of the Erasmus Plus project Cultural Heritage 2.0 and my interview partner for today is Adrian Artaccio. Hello, Adrian. Hello, Madeleine. Good to be here. It's nice to have you here. Could you um, maybe just briefly introduce yourself? Sure. So um, I'm a composer and an artistic researcher uh, working at the University of Music and Performing Arts Vienna. And I'm also a cultural mediator. I collaborate, I develop uh, science communication projects in behalf of the University of Vienna. Your science communication project combines augmented reality with art. How can we imagine that? Yeah, that's right. The project that uh, brought us together is the chemistry of senses, the, the Chemidia Zina, with chemistry professor Nuno Maulide as the principal investigator of the project. And we have a challenge, which is uh, to represent things that are not usually easy to, to conceive. It's, it's hard to the, for the mind's eye to picture the amazing clockwork precision of, of uh, chemical reactions or, or the, the structure of the smallest elements. We're talking particles, molecules, chemists uh, research an area that is like very far, very removed from our everyday intuitions. So what we attempt to use uh, augmented reality for, I should say augmented reality derives really from virtual reality that came before, which is what you can picture as, as somebody with a headset, kind of uh, playing a virtual reality game where reality is substituted by, by this kind of virtual or, or computer-generated world. And augmented reality is it's a, little, a little more in the middle of, of this virtuality continuum. So it's not exactly substituting reality with a virtual one. It's placing in reality some, some elements that are virtual. So it could be adding some elements to it, it could be removing some elements to it, and there's there's many different uh, practices and, and examples of it. One should probably speak of augmented reality examples or augmented reality practices more than just one. Perhaps I, I, I could mention a couple of examples. There's there's been in the in the tradition of the performing arts pieces that add elements. For example, the ballet Bodies Antibodies. There is a ballet that was also including biologically themed visuals to the performance. But there's also uses of, of augmented reality that, that substitute elements. Like with, for example, there's this theater play called The Ultimate Commodity, where the actors are wearing markers in front of their faces. So they substitute their faces with other faces and they swap character. Um, there's also examples that diminished reality where you block elements that are there 
in the space by blocking the light that, that renders those surfaces visible, selecting which areas you want to you wanna show. There's like some production that generate a whole stage around a physical actor using um, real-time computing to generate the buildings, the, the costumes. There was this uh, famous, uh, the Jew of Malta, by the Art and Com, this Italian company, where except for the actors, everything else you would see would be computer generated, so augmented, added to the to that layer of reality. So it's a it's a very very rich, very exciting landscape. The specific use we, we make on, on on a stage of this augmented reality is not that surprising, coming from also a rich tradition of uh, applying. Uh, mobile technology and specifically augmented reality and mixed reality to science education. There's been some research on on the benefits of that, and it has been found to be particularly useful to, let's say, provide counter intuitions for some phenomena that are difficult to capture by by the intuition alone. In our case, you should imagine it as using augmented reality in two different environments. One of them is connected to the tradition of, of augmented reality and mixed reality in the performing arts. That's the use of these uh, huge computer-generated visualization of specific molecules and, and chemical reactions on the big stage interacting with uh, actors that are there. And there's another environment in which we apply augmented reality that is um, more connected to the classroom, more connected to mobile technologies, in the sense that we add these augmented um, reality elements to a pedagogic context to show people, students, but not only these uh, wonders of nature that we usually don't have the closest intuitions about. Do you have experience in other projects with um, other augmented reality technologies used in the cultural sector? You've given some examples, but maybe you also have experienced it in other projects. I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in the field, but I definitely have tinkered with some some of these storytelling devices and, and cannot fail to appreciate how effective they might be. So, for example, similar to this ultimate commodity piece that I was mentioning before, we had a production in the Instituto Cervantes in Vienna, a kind of virtual opera where the actor was also wearing a headset that allowed us to project things coming out of his head. The play was called Giovanni 2.0, about the kind of uh, Don Giovanni that makes his... Uh, love exploits in the virtual world, we were able to, to capture images and, and, and add this layer of, of what was in the imagination of this person as, this, as the actor was acting. So you, you get an enriched performance from it. And I should say that augmented reality is not only visual. Like We focus very much on the visual uh, aspect of it because it's the most salient and is, is very compelling. But there's also oral augmented reality. There was this uh, 
exhibition, open air exhibition that we got to do in the um, in the campus of the Univin, where the winners of a composition competition who had composed specific pieces inspired by some scientific images, those musical pieces would play automatically on your mobile device when you were in the specific GPS coordinates of that picture. So you would have a stroll through the park and provided that you were using the app in front of the picture, you would hear exactly the, the music that some composer had thought for that specific piece. So in, it's in a way to, of enriching the, the real world with an added layer that can be of any kind. We are all familiar in the cultural heritage sector with virtual museums. Like when the COVID hit, every museum or cultural institution rushed to have their own virtual museum, their own kind of virtual space. And, and some of them are honestly impressive. I can think of a couple of museums that did a really, really good job to the point that it's sometimes um, more interesting to watch the virtual exposition in your home, taking all the time that you need than maybe traveling thousands of kilometers to, to some specific location. Which we, we doesn't it's not to say that that museums, traditional museums, have an expiring date on them, but it's certainly an additional tool in the toolkit of the cultural mediator, in the in the tool of the science communicator, in the tool of the performing artist. I agree. I've also watched a few virtual museums and I enjoyed them a lot. And there are some of them I could not travel to, especially not in one day. Yes, it's much more sustainable. Yeah, not to speak of the carbon footprint, right? Could you name a few benefits of using augmented reality in the cultural sector? Definitely. It's potentially the key to developing sustainable practices in the cultural sector or to complement the cultural sector in sustainable ways, in ubiquitous ways. Anybody can, can see the Met online from their smartphone anywhere, anytime. That has a value in itself. And I would say the use of this technology, of course, resides on the substrate of uh, technological development that we are uh, sitting on today. Like everybody owns a smartphone device. Everybody is, is uh, familiar with how a website works. And, and, and we can only expect this to, to get better. But some research specifically done on the benefits or the pitfalls of uh, using virtual technologies and augmented reality in particular, they speak of the capacity of enabling a more immersive learning experience than you would have let's say, reading a textbook. That's it's easy to imagine why. Um, some, some researchers found um, enhanced understanding of complex and dynamic processes. Say, if you are learning about a specific chemical reaction that has many moving parts and many, many uh, factors at the same time, and you need to imagine it, and it's multidimensional, and it's complex, it's, well, if you can tap into that uh, representation that you can manipulate in, in, in the real world and observe from different corners and use your spatial understanding to help 
without learning. Well, that's it's it's shown everywhere that multi-modal learning is stronger than unimodal learning. So if you can see and touch and manipulate and listen, it all helps. Of course, we are speaking about physical objects or representations of physical objects that are hard to to grasp, like the subatomic world or astronomical distances, say. Well, some researchers have also found the added advantage of modeling 3D elements in augmented reality to be very helpful in in these endeavors. Thank you, Adrian, for the interview. Uh, It was a pleasure to listen to you and to hear about augmented reality in uh, the cultural sector. Pleasure is all mine, Madeleine. Culture2.0.eu 